how are you? Yeah, very good, thanks, mate. Very good. Yourself? Yeah, very good too, thanks. Well, um, I think uh, we should chat away, first of all, about uh, what was a, a pretty fascinating um, Century Tournament of Champions last week. Um, uh, for me, that it hurt that hurt a little bit because um, you know how much I'm a bit of a fan of Cam Smith and I kind of back him and I just, as we discussed last week, I felt like the sort of the value had been sucked out of him a little bit. But that so that didn't make it feel any better, you know, <laughs> for, um, when he goes and wins uh, and um, and holds off the number one golfer in the world uh, in, in John Rahm in uh, what was a pretty stellar display. Uh, what did, what were your thoughts of of last week's tournament? Yeah, I mean it was it was unbelievable, wasn't it? I think going back to last week's pod, obviously we talked about his potential for really coming good and showing himself as an elite golfer this year. Mm. And to be honest, I didn't quite expect it to be that soon. Um, but I mean, it, it was just excellent. I thought kind of all the way throughout. And there's a famous saying, isn't there? You can't eat value. I say it doesn't matter what value is if he wins, does it? Um, but I thought he was remarkable, to be honest. There's not many golfers in the world that would stare down John Rahm over a weekend and shoot, I mean, silly numbers under par, wasn't it? I think a record. I know there was lift and place on the first couple of days, but it always amazes me, right, as a as a fairly shoddy golfer myself, just the, the relentless consistency of fairways, greens and hauling putts, I think, on the greens is probably the thing that impresses me most. He just looks so, so easy. Um, and he's kind of rolling in 20 footers, 25 footers, what, three, four, five times around as well as knocking the shorter ones in too. You only have to look at the numbers. Um, I said on Twitter earlier today, I had my pick, Morikawa, got a shared place. He shot 25 under par and got beat by nine. Mm. I mean, what can you possibly say about that? Um, Ram and Smith were just a revelation, really. Yeah. Justin Thomas actually said, there was someone on Twitter where someone said uh, that, you know, uh, calm conditions um, and uh, you know soft fairways um, will will basically and and wide you know wide fair, wide soft fairways and calm conditions and and golfers like these guys will just annihilate the golf course and Justin Thomas said yep that's exactly right doesn't matter how long you make it make them in those conditions if, with that sort of width of fairway and the nice soft you know the nice soft fairways and nice soft greens from all that rain that had fallen the week a few week days before and uh and 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 benign conditions these guys just absolutely feast on those golf courses don't they i mean um i, I thought it was interesting your pick morikawa uh you know from last week who started you know pretty tardily a 68 and 70 uh, and then uh, in this final round, 62, I mean, uh, bettered by um, Matt Jones, who had a final round, 61. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, these, yeah, the, the, this was crazy golf, but yeah. it was beautiful. It was great to watch. Um, it was really nice to have, as we alluded to last week, nice to sort of watch the, the whales sort of frolicking out there in the sunshine, and, and the course was fantastic, and the golf was great. Uh, and it was great to see these guys back. It was, you know, it's been a while. It's nice to see the best in the game back. And um, and as we said about Cam Smith last week, he is, we, you know, we we flagged him up last year as someone to to kind of keep an eye out on, or, and and flagged him up last week to watch this year. I, I backed him a couple of times last year. Last year, or he, we won. He won for me when I tipped him with Mark Leishman in the Pears Championship. But he just looks 
proper handy now, Cam Smith, uh, in terms of, um, you know, when he gets going off that putter, there's not many better in the game. And to, as you said, to stare down John Rahm, who was absolutely flying uh, in the last in the last couple of rounds, um, most golfers would have probably buckled under that pressure. But Cam Smith just didn't miss a beat. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think there's not many golfers with the mindset of Cam Smith. I was reading some of the quotes afterwards from from his victory um, interview, and he kind of mentioned that that midway down the back nine, he was just watching the whales. Like he doesn't seem to have that that competitive aspect when you watch, not competitive in that sense, but you watch players like like JT, even like Spieth, Brooks when he's in the mood. That there has to be that that fire behind them almost to really make them play as well as they can. Whereas it's almost the opposite with Smith. He's almost, I mean, maybe he's just being a stereotypical Aussie, right? But just like so laid back that it doesn't seem to phase him. But I mean, he performed so well. And last time he was in contention, do you remember he was on 18 and basically made a right pig's ear of 18 to lose when when Adam Scott won or Abe Anser won? I can't remember yeah. the tournament. But it just seems like everything comes so easily to him. And he's almost like the the inverse of the, the very golfer that I always like to back because his short game and game on the greens is so good. He just needs to hit his irons well in any given week and he's going to be there or thereabouts. Um, unfortunately, even more so than last week, his price is now just going to implode into nothingness um, until he until he relents a little bit with his form. Um, but I mean, I think my favourite stat of the week um, was, you were talking about the low rounds, there was one from Jones, there was one from Morikawa, but I think it was Saturday, John Ram shot a 12-under course record with a three off the tee, which is just the most mental sentence I've said in a while. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, let's look at some of these scores. So Cameron Smith wins the Century, Century Tournament of Champions with uh, 34 under par. Uh, second, John Rahm, 33 under par. Matt Jones, 32 under par. Uh, Patrick Cantley, who was there all week but never just 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 couldn't quite catch these guys, um, finished fourth on 26 under par. Morikawa had a storming um, final round to, to climb into fifth. Um he looked really good on Sunday, didn't he, Matt? Um, I thought he, he looked I really, really good on Sunday. Yeah, I, I was disappointed. I'll be honest, I'd given up on the event by by Saturday morning when I, I kind of didn't stay up too late. Friday, woke up, saw the scores and and felt a bit sorry to me, for myself for a little while. Um, Morikawa was abject. I mean, if abject is a five under par and a three under par uh, first mm. days, Um but then he tidied up a little bit on, on Saturday. And then Sunday, I followed him because he was pushing for a place from early doors. He got off to an absolute rocket of a start. And I think he played a couple of iron shots that were just the reason that I love backing Colin Morikawa. Because you can see him with an iron in hand. It doesn't really matter what length his iron is. He's just so good at hitting those precise iron shots. Sort of every one um, is pin iron. Despite Ram's performance, I'm still relatively confident that, that Morikawa will at least take the number one spot, if not keep it for a little while. Um, and whisper it quietly. I always do a bit of a, a post-mortem about my, my picks and see what's going on. And while Spieth was abhorrent um, at best, um, Morikawa is playing really nicely. He led the field um, off the tee, which ultimately doesn't get you much at Kapalua, but is definitely a, a big positive uh, for this season. Um, and actually, his putting has been really quite good for a while. Um, and I know I always talk about the streaking efforts of his puttings, and it's about making the most of the weeks when he's on. But he's been playing quite well for a while without kind of being anything generational. But I think he gained about half a stroke put in um, in the tournament and sorry, per round in the tournament. If he does that every week this year, not that he will, but if it's somewhere near his medium, he's going to win so many events. 
Um, so yeah. these things falling right for him because it's not just the odd event now. I think I was looking back at his stats from last year. I think he gained strokes put in um, in four events last year total or something like that. Maybe six. I can't remember the exact number. But mm. if that's kind of his the last couple, he's played really well. I'm hoping it extends. And yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do things this year. Yeah, I didn't give him a shit show to finish inside the top five uh, um, mm-hmm. on, on Sunday. When, when we started on Sunday, I never even thought Molokar would be um, around the, into top five. That so that just speaks to the class of the guy. He he just hang, even when he's playing crap uh, when he started out badly, and he hangs around, hangs around, and then has a massive you know a, a massive final round to climb into fifth. I don't know. I still don't quite know how he did that. Um, Justin Thomas uh, also. Had started hardly with a, or had started awfully with a seventy-four on his first round, but then spent the weekend climbing back and and had a third round sixty-one, as you said. John Rahm went and shot a sixty-one, uh, and uh, and then half an hour later, um, John Justin Thomas shot a sixty-one. So, uh, or was it the other way around? I can't remember. They both shot sixty-ones on the on the on the Saturdays. Uh, so Justin Thomas, he he looked abject in the first couple of days and then climbed right back into it. Um, so he's you know, everything's firing with him. I wouldn't worry too much. You know, he, he, you've got to, got to consider him. Daniel Berg, I thought, played really, really well. And he once he also tied fifth with Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa on 25 under. I thought Berger, I, I, I'm surprised Berger's not playing at, at the Sony this week. I would have thought he would be my first bet if he was at Sony. He's nailed on in a course like, I would have thought, uh, Wailahi. I thought he would have been... Uh, Perfect for that course. I'm surprised he's not there. Um, and uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think Burgers and great Nick. Um, you know, this was great to watch this tournament to see these guys and see where they are at their games. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's a pretty forgiving course as we said. You know, last week and it's a bit very different course this week as we'll get to. But um, it was nice to see. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys and you know where they are. I thought I think Burger could have a big year, a, a very big year. Um, Kisner, uh, Kevin Kisner, t- uh, he was next on 24 under, tied with Sung JM. Uh, and and then our man Cameron Davis, who we both um, stuck out last week at 100, and I think you got him 125 to one or something. And um, he uh, he was my pick last week, uh, and I didn't get him for 10th though. I didn't have 10 places with him, which is unfortunate. And but I'm really really pleased with the way Cam Davis played. Um, I thought for a hundred better than hundred to one shot, he finished tied tenth on twenty three under with Mark Leishman, and I was really pleased with the way that that Davis stood up in that company, and uh, and it just kind of backs up what I think about this guy. I I think he's a, a definite talent in the game. Uh, any more um, reflections on on the Century Tournament of Champions, Matt? Before we move on. Not too many. I think just to echo what you say about Cam Davis, I think you've been extremely unlucky um, with Davis. I thought he took to the course really well. Um, mm. And at some point, I think he eagled five um, and he, he must have, I can't remember what score he was on, but I thought he was a knock-in for a place. Because at that point, despite Murakawa's heroics, I, I thought he was going to get pipped because there was Berger and Kisner and Davis um, with a couple of holes in hand on him. Um, but then looking at the, the way his, his week played out, 69-68, he finished with two 66s. Um, yeah, under pars for the weekend, like you can't really knock it, um, especially in that company because it's not like like Davis is a an esteemed pro at this point. Like he doesn't mm. play in this sort of field very often at all. So I think given 
given the, the the makeup of the field and the names that are on there, there's only really Matt Jones who isn't as as much of a household name who's finished above him. So I think it's a massive plus, and it, he'll only come on to the experience. Um, I guess we'll talk about that in a little while. Um, apart from having a quick chat about Spieth and his just. I, did you watch him swing? Because I don't know what was happening, but his swing looked completely different, even to how it was um, in the Bahamas at the Hero World Challenge. Um, mm. Not kind of enough of a, a purist to know exactly what's happened to it, but it looked really strange and kind of all off at the top of the swing. So God knows what it was, but he was terrible. Um, just irons and put in nowhere near what I thought he would be. Um, and I won't be backing him again for a while until I see market improvements. Um, so it's a disappointment in a sense. I thought he would go really well, but there you go. Rest yeah, he did. I agree with you. I watched him and thought he looked just, you see some guys sometimes and they just look out of sorts and they look a little bit uh, just out of rhythm. And, and as you say, the swing looks different and um, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go near Spieth at the moment until he kind of, you know, shows some sort of um, tick up in form. Cause yeah, it, it was, it, it was poor. Uh, I think other notable kind of guys that um, perhaps, um, you know, might be just a, a bit of a watching brief. Um, DeChambeau finished on 16 under and interestingly pulled out with wrist um, you know, soreness this week from the Sony. Um, Kepka started really well um, and I thought, oh, here we go. In the first round he started, he was right there and then he fell away um, quite dramatically on, on Saturday and Sunday, which I found interesting. Hovland also um, f- um, started well and then, and then fell away quickly um so yeah there was some you know, some big names um you know down the down the down the field here as much as there were some big names at the top who fired well and started the season well um you'd, you'd have to be a little bit concerned patrick reed was a bit of a stuttering sort of four days he started terribly with a 74 uh and then got you know and got a bit better through the next couple of days and um but yeah it was a comparatively weak um and my other pick tony my one of my picks tony Finau. Um, he had a poor, a poor tournament, um, and uh, I thought this course would suit him down to the ground. And he just, maybe just a bit of ring rust. He just wasn't, uh, wasn't there at the races, so to speak. So, let's move on uh, to the uh, Sony Open at Waialae Country Club in uh, in Honolulu. Um, this is a um, a completely different beast altogether as a tournament. Um, it's 7,000 yards, so you're going to shave off 500, uh, well, it was nearly 600 yards, actually, it's 7,600 of the century, so, um, yeah, nearly, basically 600 yards shorter, this course, um, it's a, a par 7,044-yard uh, 7, par 70, uh, it's much tighter, so we're not going to, you know, uh, uh, one thing about Cam Smith is, and this is something I could have given myself an uppercut about afterwards when I think about it. Um, he's um, one thing he's not great. He's not the most accurate driver in the world, but it didn't matter there. Um, and, and, uh, and it does matter here, but you don't, even the shortest hitters can get around this um, without much drama. So it's not about um, power. It's about placement here. And um, uh, it, it's going to be uh, completely different. Um, uh, beast, it's exposed on the Hawaiian coast. So you know, if 
it was very benign here uh, in the last couple of days, and that was great. If it stays that way, then it's going to be um, uh, once again an easy, you know, should be around t- mid sort of maybe twenty under par or mid twenties under par. But if it kicks up, it can turn t- into a grind this course and can get very very tricky, uh, as um, has done in the past. We've Brendan Steele a couple of two years ago lost to Cameron Smith actually at this tournament and uh, in the wind and the rain, and uh, it became a it became a very challenging course here when it when it when it sparks up so um it is worth bearing in mind there um it is uh par 74 par threes 12 par fours two par fives um bermuda bermuda greens and um it's a um it's one of my favorite tournaments i i do love it here uh and because i think i love it it's very pretty course it's just but it's also very it's a technical track. It's challenging, and uh, and and yeah, there is trouble around if you if you if you can't sort of keep it straight on the uh, on the fairways, and that so there's a lot of dog legs and tight twisting sort of. Um, uh, tw- so it's about placement, and it's about where you drive your ball, and then how you know how, what your iron game is like. So the field, it's a very open field. Um, I was. I was stunned by some of the odds are on offer here. Um, I, I'm going to go pretty wide on a couple of my picks. Um, so um, I want to um, see from you, Matt. What, what's your sort of thoughts uh, initially about um, about this um, about this tournament? Do you like it? And uh, and uh, who, and sort of what's your what's your feelings about when you come into it, looking at your stats and, and analytics? Yeah, um, it's one that I've not had much success at in the past. So I guess take everything from hereafter with a pinch of salt from me. Um, it's an odd one because it's such a different course to last week. But actually, I used quite a few of the same metrics. I think I always find it hard to to get a proper handle on a course when, when putting is almost the most prevalent stat to look at. Um, similar to last week, um, putting average and, and strokes game putting seems to be pretty about the best guide I can find to success here. I think in the last four or five years, the winner's been number two, number five, number two, number one in putting average. So if you don't put well, you're just not going to win. So I've tried to look at a different set of golfers than perhaps I'd normally back. Um, like you say, it's tight, it's tree-lined. Um, unfortunately, the, the forecast is very, very timid. So I don't think we're going to see the same level of challenge that we can when it really kicks up here. Um, I think the only day it gets up to somewhere near 8, 10 miles an hour is Sunday. Um, everything else is sort of mid-single figures, which is, is disappointing. Um, it's got really small Bermuda grass greens, but the greens are quite similar um, in terms of the, the, the makeup to last week at Kapalua. So I'm going to look at some some golfers who have played well, both in just playing the tournament of champions. I think some at 11, 12 out of the last 16 winners at Sony have had an appearance at the tournament of champions before. Something to be said for knocking off the rust, maybe, and just getting getting about ready. Um, when you look at the prices of the last few winners, there's a decent range. Obviously, JT won at not much of a price. I think he was 16s. Um, you have Fabian Gomez, a few others that winning at like 110, 40s, 85s. Kevin Nah was 120 to one last year. I think somehow I'm not quite sure how that's got away with, but there's a real mix of of people winning at this event. It doesn't have to be an elite golfer. So I think, like you said, there is some value maybe in in taking a few. Um, wider punts. Um, as always, I'll factor in um, a little bit of approach play. Greens in reg has been useful here in the past, not always. Um, but I think probably the most important one I've looked at, other than putting average, is par four scoring. Um, six out, sorry, five out the last, um, or four out the last six winners. Five out the last six winners have been in the top five, top six for par four scoring. So it's important to make your scores on the par fours. Yeah, I think that's where it's going to be won and lost. Um, 
yeah, I looked at some crossover courses as well. I thought it was relatively interesting. Um, El Chameleon, so where Maya Cobas played, um, Hovland won last year, is a really big crossover, especially because there's some really quite enormous prices and really not well-known golfers um, that have won at both the Sony and at Mayakoba. Um, obviously, Cooch is one of the bigger ones, but Patton Kaziah, Mark Wilson and Johnson Wagner aren't exactly prolific. And I always like it when you get that strong of a crossover, when you get in almost unknown golfers um, or unknown to anyone other than, than Twitter degenerates like you and I, um, winning at both tracks. Um, obviously, when JT wins at both tracks, it doesn't tell you much. He's just that good at golf. But when you get the, the lesser-known golfers, you start to look a bit closer and think there might be a similar skill set. So looking at coastal tracks um, definitely is a decent guide. Um, I also had a quick look at the RSM and Harbour Town. Um, so that's pretty much what I've looked at. There's almost no waiting for driving here. I quite like that because it lets me, or it opens up the field a little bit. Um, so a couple of golfers that I'm going to back this week, normally I'm only going to possibly back them maybe five, six weeks out of the year because it's one of the only weeks where actually they're not starting at such a disadvantage with length off the tee. Um, it is going to be needed to keep things in play, but it's not gonna. you're not going to win the tournament off the tee. It's about keeping it in play to give yourself a chance to, to hit greens in reg and give yourself chances to get the putter moving. Um, so it's an interesting one. Um, even though it's Hawaii, I like that it's a bit of a change of change of test from last week. Mm. Um, so I, I very much, not one I've done well in, that well in in the past, but I am looking forward to it. It's nice that we the appetizer of the tournament champions and we're going to get properly into the swing of it now. Um, but yeah, that's about me. Yeah, like, yeah. well, I, I, I think um, it, it gives us another chance to look at, a, obviously, the next you know, rung of players out of the gates in terms of, you know, 2022. Um, you know, a lot of the, you know, the, 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 the um, past winners um, have gone home. They're not, a lot, many of them are not at this tournament. So it gives us a good chance to look at a whole uh, fresh batch of, of players, uh, you know, good players from last year, guys who were close last year or, or new, uh, new and up and coming sort of names in the game. So uh, I like it. Uh, I, I like the fact that it's, um, it, it's really wide open, I think, this event. And I think there's some real value to be had here. So I've, um, I've gone, I'm going to start. I'll give you my picks. I'm, I'm gonna, I've got a couple of conventional ones and then I've got a couple of real left fielders. So, um, Without any further ado, I'm going to start with my uh, picks this week uh, at the Sony Open in Hawaii. Um, my first pick is um, a conventional one. Uh, I'm going to go with Corey Connors um, at, uh, uh, at the Sony Open. I, I like Corey Connors' swing. I've, I'm, I don't just like it. I'm actually in love with it. I, I, I it's really, a beautiful thing. It really is a beautiful thing. I've never seen a guy. He's like Ernie Earls. He, he's, he, I've never seen a guy just look so liquid and fluid and, and such a beautiful swing. I wish I had it. Um, and and I just think uh, he is um, he's excellent with his irons uh, and uh, and I think he's uh, uh, he's well placed to to go well here. Uh, he's, he's a very straight driver. He was inside the top 10 I think last year in, in terms of um, accuracy off the tee so distance uh, is not a problem for him either but um, he can also be very very straight. So I like it that he's straight it means he can go and put it where he wants to on the fairway um, and then um, and, and then with his iron game um, he should be uh, there and thereabouts and his putting game isn't too bad it's not spectacular but it's, 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 it's fair to middling and I think that Corey Connors um, is a good sort of shout at, um, uh, and just I'm just thinking what uh, what it was his odds here. I just I just looked at it before. Uh, Corey Connors, twenty eight, I think. 
20, yeah, 20, I'm going yeah. at 25 to 1. So, um, yeah, Corey Connors is my first pick uh, this week, um, followed by Brendan Steele. I'm going to go Brendan Steele. He's not someone I would usually take, but he's actually on a, on a horses for courses um, aspect. Brendan Steele is at 51 with Star Sports, uh, and I'm I'm going to go Brendan Steele. He's come second here. I think he's come second here twice, uh, and the and the year he uh, lost to Cam Smith a couple of years ago uh, on, in the rain and wind on Sunday, he just kind of fell apart a little bit, uh, and he is. You know, there is a, a danger with with with, with Brandon Steele, Brendan Steele, but um, the guy is metronomic in the swing. He's very, very straight. Uh, he's very accurate. He, he he likes a shorter, sort of tight technical course. Uh, he likes it here, obviously, and I, I think that he's um, he's good value at fifty to one uh, to um, to go well here again. Um, just for just for all of those factors. Um, my next pick is. Um, I've got four. I usually have four, but I'm going to go five this week and, and uh, just go a little bit wider. Um, Tom Hoagie. I'm going to go Tom Hoagie. Uh, I noticed you picked Tom Hoagie as well um, in your um, Twitter um, picks today. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick Tom Hoagie. I've been on Tom Hoagie for all, as you know, uh, and he's sort of what he was with me with Cam Smith last year. I picked him a few times. He's and he he, he annoyed the hell out of me last year, as you know, because he got all the way to the um, to the. FedEx Cup series and then placed at 400 to 1 which just haunted my dreams um, <laughs> and uh, I still haven't quite got over that as you can probably tell um, so I, uh, I'm i going to carry on with um, Tom Hoagie though I think this track suits him uh, he is an up and coming player watch out for Tom Hoagie he will as he did it um, you know even placing at 400 to 1 I, 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 I still think that's coming in at a price so um, I, I think he will come in at a price Tom Hoagie um, and you can get him around uh, around about sort of 80s, um, 80s to 1. Uh, and then there's two, my last two. Uh, the first one is Richie, Richie Wierenski. Um, I just can't believe the money on this guy. Um, he's about 300 to 1. That He's a, he's a past winner, Richie Wierenski. He won last year on two. He was actually playing at the Century Tournament of Champions last year. Um, now, I know that means nothing, but... 300 to 1 for a guy that uh, he's a good player. There's, he, 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 he's not the longest in the world, so that, you know, uh, this will help uh, around here. Uh, is if he can, if he starts out of the traps well and gets around this, um, this course, uh, I just think 300 to 1 is. I'm just gonna, as one of your sayings, I'm gonna pay to find out because. Uh, I just find I just think that's nuts. That money's crazy for a guy that is a better golfer than three hundred to one. I'm I'm just I'm not sure. I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm just saying he's better money. He's a better golfer than that. And um, my last pick is someone that I I used to pick a little bit when I first started punting on golf. Uh, I, I picked him a couple of times, and I think he won for me many many years ago. And then he objectively just pissed me off um for a number of years but i'm gonna have a, i'm gonna go back to him just for this tournament because it just this course suits him so well uh in that uh he's dead straight he's all is all about his iron game and that's um kyle stanley so i'm gonna pick kyle stanley at i think he's about 100 and he's 150 to one with star sports so once again uh it's a pretty f- exotic pick uh he hasn't got any form to write home about um but on the right kind of course, which which doesn't where, where he has doesn't have to drive it too far, 
he is a very, very good iron player and a very straight driver. And uh, I'm just going to take the punt that he's ready to go. So, um, yeah, those are my picks for the Sony Open. There's some conventional ones and then some, as I say, some real some real left-wingers out there. So um, those are my picks and I'll hand it over to you, Matt. Yeah, I think very reasonable picks. I'll be honest, I didn't even scroll down as far to get to Warinsky, I don't think. Um, however, you're absolutely right in everything you say. And at that price, it's absolutely worth a couple of quid. Yeah, um, like you say, if he gets that's just crazy. Stars, Good at hanging around on the leaderboard, isn't he? He doesn't often come up from the back, but but he yeah. starts well. Um, yeah, yeah you never know. Um, yeah. yeah, so in terms of mine, I've had more than I'd usually like to pick. So I've actually got six this week. Um, one's the same as yours. Wouldn't it be nice if there's any justice in the world? We have a joint win of a uh, Tom Hoagie. Oh, yeah. Um, Wouldn't it that would be, be nice? Poetry. I remember feeling for you badly when he went in at an absolute monster price um, yeah. to get a place at what best part of 100 to 1. Yeah. Um, Either way, I'll get onto mine. Um, so I've had to approach it a bit differently because I'll be honest, I sat down and started writing out stats and metrics and form and stuff like that. And I almost ended up back in kind of my old guard from last year of Kirk Kazair and Levy Order. But actually, looking, they've all missed about nine out of the last 10 cuts or something daft. So that idea was quickly put in the bin. And I started again for people who actually might have a chance of winning. Um, famous last words, perhaps, but here mm. we go. Um, the first of which I really battled with, and I almost didn't include him um, this week because he was so bad at Century. Um, but it's Abraham Answer. Um, Answer's not really my sort of golfer. He's not someone I back regularly, but he is a golfer that I kind of had earmarked for this sort of test and one I thought would play really, really well here. Um, unfortunately, I have to tell you, um, he was 32nd in putting. Um, and 30th in approach in a field of 38 last week, which is very, very um, particularly good standards. But ultimately, I thought he'd be about 10 points shorter. Um, I thought he'd be somewhere near the price of, of Leishman or, or mid-20s at best. And I think perhaps it's a bit of a bookies overreaction for an admittedly very, very rusty appearance at the tournament of champions. But it's maybe a nice opportunity to get on because I'm looking around and he's a better golfer than some golfers around him. They might have had better really recent form, but in terms of name value, in terms of his skill set, he is a better golfer. Um, and actually, his metrics make out really well. Um, he's great at putting. His putting average is excellent despite his poor performance. He's number three on tour in par four scoring, which is, is not to be sniffed at. Um, hits greens and regulation for fun. His irons are really, really good. Um, and he's he's played this a few times before. What I find interesting about Sony is that people don't necessarily have to have done well here before um, to win it. Often it's the experience that counts. There's lots of golfers that have kind of finished 40th, 50th, 60th, and then gone on to win. So I think he's had a reasonable enough um, amount of efforts here um, in order to come on for the run um, and make a good go at it. And I got him at 35 to 1, which I thought is actually a cracking price in this strength of field. Yeah. Um, so, so Abraham answered the first bet, mainly just a value player. Um, the next one is Kisner. Um, I hate backing Kisner. I don't really like the man. Um, but he's just a great bet. Um, I think this is somewhere that he does well. Kisner is a golfer that you can't back any other weeks than save maybe four or five in the year. He just doesn't have the length off the tee. Um, he's accepted that in his interviews. Um, but he was great at the tournament of champions. I can't remember what position he finished in the end. Um, but I think he was third in putting. And we know once Kisner feels confident on the greens, he's going to roll them well. And these greens, the same as Kapalua, are quite slow for tour standards. Um, but they're the same Bermuda grass that he should take really well to. 
But actually, it was his irons that drew me in. And think about the names that are in this field. Your, your Morikawa's, your Jim. And he was seventh with his irons, which which doesn't happen often for Kisner. Um, and I think those two things, coupled with the fact um, he's coming back to a course where he's got three top fives in his last six or seven appearances, um, is enough for me to to get in. There's a little bit of crossover with my Yakoba form as well, which I more than like. Um, so, yeah, he's a kind of a shorter price than I'd like to back Kevin Kisner at. But I think he's a bet all the same because um, I think he has an absolutely brilliant shout of place and, and hopefully to go a bit better. Um, yeah, he finished uh, he finished tied eighth uh, at the yeah. Century Tournament of the Champions, just to answer that question you had, Matt. And, he found, and his final round was a final round 65, so he's definitely coming in hot from last week for sure. Yeah, it seems to be to be trending. Um, yeah, I've, I have a vague recollection of his scores improving through the week, so um, yeah. confidence is obviously up. And uh, Kevin Kisner, of course, is often Kevin Kisner plays well repeatedly. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, here's hoping. Um, the next one I kind of ummed and ahed about as well, and it's Cam Davis, who you backed and I had for a, a top 10 last week. And a bit of a dilemma, right? Because he was 125 to 1 last week. He's 50. When you factor in the, the amount of enormous names that aren't in this field and the fact that he actually played really well last week um, mm-hmm. and he scored really well. And not only that, his his form's been trending for quite a while. Um, it is a course where the odd loose drive might cost him. So ultimately, that has to be considered. But I do think it's factored into his price. And he's really consistent across all the stats metrics that I've looked at. Um, putting average, he's an excellent putter, a streaky one, but an excellent one. Um, par for scoring um, is, is equally pretty good. He's up there. I think he's in the top 30 on tour. Um, he's come ninth here a couple of years ago, 31st last year. There's enough experience of the course um, to go well there. And like you talked about when you put him up last year, he's very much a confidence golfer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one who, when he when he's in the mood for scoring, he will go well. And he's quite similar, I think. Um, maybe I'm just being a little bit presumptuous as, as Cam Smith in the regard that it doesn't seem to phase him. Obviously, he's won on tour now, so that should that should definitely galvanise him for a couple of good performances this year. Um, and he seems to be the type that, that could win an event like this. Um, mm. So, yeah, Cam Smith, 50-1. to 1, um, I'm happy on, on the back of last week and hope he can just have that extra bit of kick to go into the places. Um, my next bet is actually my favourite bet of the week. Um, and I'm surprised he's this price. It's Joel Damon. Um, I was kind of hoping for wind for Damon this week. Um, he played at Sentry last week. It was a so-so week. He's kind of knocked the rust off, I think. Um, if I remember rightly, his, his caddy, Gino, um, was late to get into Kapalua, so maybe that had some impact. I'm not sure. But he's just really solid. He's 66-1 to 1, um, across all the stats metrics. And I have um, a decent amount of crossover at Mayakoba. Um, he's played well there in the past. I think he was T20 last year. Um, but we talk about coastal tracks that are... Uh, quite tricky in the wind. And if it was windy, I have a real clear memory of Damon winning at Corrales um, in Puerto Rico, I think, uh, Punta Cana. And he won the final round in a right gale. He had to swap his bucket out for a cap. So I was hoping for wind. Um, It's not come or it's not looking like it's going to come by a last minute change. But he's one of those players that I think can run into places quite often this year. Um, I'm not sure how many times he's going to go in and without the track really suiting and conditions to suit. But I thought 66 to 1 was a great price. Um, he's another one who's got trend in form here. He's finished 73rd, uh, 22nd, and 12th in the last three years. More than enough for me to take a, take a look at um, 66 to 1. Um, I'm one of my favourite bets this week. Um, the next one is Hoagie. Um, relatively similar reasons to you. Um, he's really, really consistent um, with his putter and with his irons lately. Um, 
And Hoagie is number three in approach play in the last three months. What I did to try and get a bit of a handle on recent form, so I wasn't just looking at season-long stats, I narrowed it down to the last three months, which is a small sample size. But he's number three in this field um, with his irons. And there's something kind of a an intangible with Hoagie. I don't know about you. There's just something about him that, that convinces me there's a really good player in there. Um, yep. When a course suits... He just can go in, and I think perhaps his performances in the FedEx Cup might help him out. Um, he's not had a brilliant swing season, but also he's not played that much. Um, there's a, a decent amount of recent form. He came fourth somewhere. Um, I don't know where that was. I've scribbled it down. Um, but he's one who has played really well here in the past as well. I think he's got a, yeah, a couple of top tens or a third and a something else. So... I don't know what it is about Tom Hoagie, um, but I think he's going to do well this season. Not necessarily a want to watch, but there's something there for him. And at 80 to, 80 to 1, I quite like it as a price. Um, and the last one is kind of putting my money where my mouth is with Hayden Buckley um, at 125 to 1. Um, anyone who listened last week will know I put him up as one to watch this year. Um, graduate from Corn Ferry. Um, he's really consistent. He's been hitting his irons really well. And I've kind of got a there's a, a semi link. He won the the Suncoast Lecom Classic um, on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour last year, um, which is kind of on the coast of Florida. So there's a tenuous link. Um, maybe he, he's at home um, on a relatively coastal track. Um, decent kind of across the board. Um, all the stats metrics I looked at were okay, but his irons have tempted me. Um, he's been in excellent form with them. He's 125 to one. Why not? Why isn't he breakthrough? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Matt. There's a couple of golfers I want to chat about with that. With that, do you, don't you think that Joel Damon falls into that category of golfer? That kind of there's a kind of a a mid range category of golfer where they're not particularly sexy. They they're not in the top you know fifty in the world, and and, and so they're not a marquee sort of household name. Uh, and they and they and but they're not also you know abjectly poor and uh, out the back they all, they're, they're all thereabouts but th- th- he falls into that category of kind of um real i think he's real value a guy like joel damon eh? I, I think that he he's the kind of guy that can rock in for a price at a place um at most most tournaments he goes to because he is he is always around the uh, around and about he's a better golfer than i think a lot of people give him credit for do you know yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, he's kind of, I don't know, it's hard to get a handle on because he is more perhaps neurotic than a, than a standard golfer. But I don't know whether it's me jumping the gun on this, but he's moved up about 100 places from the last full season to the yeah. season um, in his point. Yeah. And I think that could really make a difference for him. Um, and in the others, yeah, he's, he's not particularly amazing at anything, but he also doesn't have a an enormous weakness bar perhaps around the green maybe he could chip a little bit better but like you say he's always a good price the bookies never really shorten him up too much yeah um, always within that 50 to 100 range depending on the strength of field um, and the sort of test it is but I don't know there's just something I like about Damon maybe I, I kind of like him as a personality so I don't mind kind of following up with a bit of money but I mean to be ranking this season about 50th in off the tee approach the green and put in you're not going to do badly, and at some point, if you hit the right weeks, you're going to go in. Yeah, so I, 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 that's why I think I think you're right to be on him because I think he is good value. Um, he represents good value because I think that's like we talked about last week. We're trying to find golfers here at prices that the bookies have kind of missed or have, have maybe underestimated them or, or what have you. And the other one thing I wanted to say was 
the Tom Hoagie analogy you were saying about there's a good golfer in there. We can both see it. Uh, I, I've, I've, I saw it all last year. Uh, I liken him to, I reckon that we'll look back and I think he's where Sam Burns was a couple of years ago. I, I, I think that he doesn't have the prodigious length that Sam Burns has and, and he doesn't have maybe the prodigious um, perhaps power and talent of Burns, but I think that he is where Burns was a, a year or two ago in that he's good, he's but he's he 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 either stinks up the joint or he's fantastic, like Burns was. Burns was either on fire or absolutely fucking terrible, and 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 I think um, Hoagie's the same. He's uh, the, the, the scratch the surface, and there's a very very good golfer in there. And uh, when he's good, he is really good. And I just think yeah. he needs to just tie it all together. And I think that could be a year like this year. Well, he'll make big strides, I think. And, and you know, you don't, you know, he got all the way to the, um, to the FedEx Cup and to, I think, the, to the second to the final round of the FedEx Cup. So you don't get there um, without being a good golfer. So he, uh, he's... He just needs to tie it together and, and put a, a couple of W's on the board. And I think he's on the march to doing that. I'm not going to say it's going to be this week. I'm just saying that he is he is getting there. And Tom Hoagie is a, is a man to watch. And he is definitely still being yeah. drifted by the bookies a bit. So it's just a matter of hopefully getting him um, before everyone else does. You know? Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. And actually, I think he's going to go off much longer prices than this. I just think this is one of the yeah. that better suits him. Yeah. Um, I've got yeah. a worry about Tom Hoagie, though, Craig. And my worry is that he's like, he's just good Matthew Neesmith, which is an unbelievable iron player, but doesn't have the rest of the game to go with it. Um, yes. That's what worries me. Um, yes. However, it- yeah, it's it, either either putting or off the tee. One of those things needs to get closer to how unbelievable his irons are. I think he's number two on tour this season, or something mad. But without one of them coming up, he has to rely on a, a kind of a generational iron week to actually win, which is a bit of a worry. But just, I mean, his recent form—he was seventh or no, seventeenth at the Zozo, and he was fourth at the RSM. So his last start, he's come fourth. Like that's got to be a confidence builder. And yeah. knowing when he's hitting his irons has got to be reassuring for any golfer. Um, like I said, it'd be interesting to see what they price him up in a in a more traditional PGA test. Yeah. Or short tree lined. Um, I actually think he'd be really good if he was on the Euro Tour, but that's kind of a story for another day. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I think, uh, yep, he's definitely one that we keep a uh, you know, keep a very close eye on over the over the year, and uh, perhaps, um, as I say, he could come at a, at a really nice price. Maybe on one of those West Coast courses um, that we start heading towards in the not too distant future. Um, okay, well, I think that's um, that pretty much uh, ties it all up for the week. Um, that gives us all our picks, and um, I think, uh, yeah, it should be really fascinating. I, I yeah, I, 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 there was one guy that I I couldn't pick just for his price, but I. Uh, if if there's anyone else who kind of thinks, oh, you know, what about someone who's really, you know, short and who's really good and and should mm-hmm. go in there, um, but I just can't take him for the price. And that's um Hideki Matsuyama. I, mm-hmm. I thought Matsuyama played in patches really well last week, and I wouldn't be surprised if he if he his irons when man when that guy gets going with his irons, he is a freak. Um, so if he if he kind of ties it together, he could be very hard to stop. But I just can't have him for the price. Yeah, I I had a similar thought about Mark Leishman. Um, yeah, I just 
it, everything makes sense for Lisa. I know a couple of, well, a lot of tipsters and a couple of really well-known ones have put him up. But in the end, I'd have tossed up between pretty much answer and Leishman answers, almost double the price. And I just think Mark Leishman, I've never been a Leishman guy. And I'm not quite sure why. Um, but yeah, I found it hard to swallow to put him up at, at 20s, getting onto teens. I definitely prefer Matsuyama at a very similar price. But yeah. you can't yeah. back everyone. And I don't no. like backing no. shorter golfer on this sort of test. So there we have it. Eh? Yeah. Okay. Well, there we have it. Um, all right, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, thanks for, for Man in the Stand. Thanks to Matt Phillips. I see you've changed your Twitter handle now, Matt. So uh, <laughs> I have. I'll be honest. What, I'm not what's sure your new I Twitter handle there. now? So my new Twitter handle is Golf Punter Matt at Golf Punter Matt. Um, yeah, I believe there may have been some copyright issues with the previous one, which I just didn't know about. Um, so <laughs> swiftly left that one. Got a nice new one. Fresh season. Let's get some wins for its name. Eh? Yeah, let's get some wins. So um, yeah, hope everyone enjoys uh, the Sony Open. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, course. Once again, we'll bathe in the Hawaiian sunshine and, and dream we were there. All right. Absolutely. Enjoy the week, mate. Good luck. All right, mate. Good luck. Thanks. Bye-bye. See you.